0: All about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet.
1: Hi, everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, but you knew that.
2: The music of Kiss is catchy horny and hot it's the soundtrack of those who want to rock and roll all night and that's why we always lick it up you wanted the best and you got it the highest band in the land
0: kiss army you wanted the best and you got it i am matt porter and you are in the kiss room to kick off 2022 i got bobby dreher here yeah and if we're lucky (laughs) on the phone right now i should have the geniuses behind classic 78 guys are you there hey matt Hey, (laughs) look at that. Now, look, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to fade out this roaring crowd that just went berserk because you guys just joined us. I want you to say your name so that the listeners can know your voice because, of course, we're radio. But the one thing I'm going to let my listeners know, we we have a lot of kayfabe because I wasn't sure. Are we going to be allowed to say the names? Are we being mysterious? Now, what you can't see is these guys are dressed in full classic 78 costume and makeup, but we're radio. Guys, welcome to the (laughs) kiss room. (laughs) Matt, thank you for having us. This is uh, this is uh, Tom Higgins,
3: and this is Joe McGinnis. <laughs>
0: Guys, I am thrilled. Now, look, it's funny because that's, like I said, the first thing I said when we start, I messaged Tom, I said right away, hey, look, I know the new album just dropped. It's called Phantoms. It's Classic 78. Are we doing real names now? Or are we letting people know? But I'm thrilled. It's Tom Higgins, Joe McGinnis. These two guys are Classic 78 who just set the world on fire this past weekend by dropping the coolest album, eight new songs blowing everybody away. I got them both on the line. Guys, what can I say? First of all, right off the bat, the album dropped out of nowhere. It seemed almost like a surprise. Eight new songs, phenomenal. Bring us in.
1: Yeah, um we've been working on this uh since the uh end of 2019 and uh Joe and I were working on some ideas I was throwing at him and and uh we it's been four years since the last record, uh, the end of 2017, and um, I knew after we did the last record that um, if I wanted to do another one and, and, and Joe wanted to move forward, that we're probably gonna uh, we'll, we'll need to use some guest drummers. Um, Rory, who was the drummer on the first two, and he's been my friend for 40 years, he had a blast doing the doing the first one and the second one. He didn't like the process too much. You know, it felt like a a, a studio session for him, mm-hmm. like a like, like a session man thing. And um, I felt as though that his contributions were were outstanding on the last record, but it just wasn't satisfying for him. And, you know, we've been playing in bands for 10 years. I've kind of been the the guy running those bands, different bands and whatnot, and I think uh, it just kind of ran its course for him in terms of, if you're not having fun doing something, you know, after a while, it's like, you know what, Um, that's okay. And the things that maybe I would want you to look at a certain way would be too much to ask of you in a way that, uh, some of the things that you would need me to do to to make the situation better for you at this point would be maybe too much to ask of me. Um, I'm having the time of my life, and uh, I think it's a blast. So, um, anyways, I kind of sat on that for a while, uh, and Rory and I went to the Kiss Expo after that and had a blast. Um, then we cut a, 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 a video, had a video shoot with uh, with Joe for Standing Tall later on in 2018 had a blast doing that but I knew if we did another one we'd need to have some guest drummers or maybe I'd had one or two local options here in Boston that could do it but I just kind of left it alone and I went and did some other things and Joe and I kept in touch eventually uh Joe ran into Charlie Benante who was a friend of ours uh from the from the first album very big supporter of the songs and the performances and everything and uh Joe he said what was going on and Joe talked to him and uh Joe why don't you take it from there
3: Yeah, so uh, I was at an Anthrax show in Albany, New York, and uh, uh, hooked up with Charlie uh, backstage, and we were talking about KISS, and he asked about the Classic 78 project, and uh, I said, well, you know, we may be looking for a a guest drummer, and I ran some names by him. And uh, he's like, no, 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 I'd I'd like to do it, I'd like to do it. So um, Charlie uh, you know pretty much kept in touch with us after that and as the songs were being written uh you know and we would have some um talks with charlie and he'd give us input and ultimately uh charlie delivered he uh was able to mic up his drum kit just like peter chris and uh eddie kramer did in the old days he used the same kind of miking techniques and drum heads and so on and so forth to make it sound authentic and uh Rory was great and Charlie's great too, but um, you know, going forward, Charlie seems to be uh, a perfect fit.
0: You know, that was one of the things when these when these songs drop was everybody's going, hey. It's really the drummer from Anthrax, like he's. You know, it was pre- it's pretty great. I mean, but the funny thing now, what you had just mentioned, this was one of the things I was going to talk about. And Bobby, obviously, here is a gearhead as well. Yeah. To get that sound, like right off the bat, before we kind of get into like the writing and the tracking and things like that, the fact that you've been able to capture such an authentic '70s Kiss sound. I mean, a lot of the people that listen to this show really know their gear and know the techniques. And how did you go about capturing that sound to such a T?
1: Well, I, part of it is, is you know, the, the whole approach is to try to approximate stuff as best we can because we want to feel the same things that you guys feel when you hear the stuff. If certain things are, you know, uh, are... Uh, you know that you're that you're hearing that they're just you know uh, giving you goosebumps or making you laugh. We want you know we're trying to do the same thing before you guys ever hear anything. so we so we just kind of focus on uh, or trying to get the sounds to be approximate. And then you know once you start putting things together, it starts to really sound authentic. And Joe's a bit of a stickler for sounds and. And uh, Charlie was, uh, definitely uh, went over the top on his approach to 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 uh, make sure his drums were the right kind of drums and the heads were the right kind of heads and the snare sounded the way it was supposed to sound. And so, between the three of us, you know, uh, focusing on on that, it it really you know comes together. And that's always been the approach on the first two records um, as well. And um, uh, what you find out is that certain songs even though the guitar tones may be the same or similar on most of the songs, but for some reason, a certain riff is telling you this is like side four of a live two. And then the next song, which has basically the same guitar tone is going, Oh my God, that sounds just like dressed to kill. So a lot of it has to do with the songs or the style of the riff, you know, or the, or the groove, you know? So, um, you know, when we feel it's satisfactory, that's when we, you know, wrap it up and we send it out to you guys.
0: Well, you know, and that's, it's funny to say that because like, Obviously, the band is called Classic 78. To me, most of the sound sits squarely somewhere between the solo albums and side four of Kiss Alive 2. Like, and the fact that the first track sounds like it should be right off Paul Stanley's solo album. And that was the one thing I was going to say. Now, Joe, we know you in a couple different different roles. We know you as like, and I hate to say country, but you have that country kind of thing going on. But the thing that's always been the secret weapon of kiss. And I think it's the thing that kiss has that nobody else can ever say is Paul Stanley's voice. And somehow your voice has that same quality. There's not, I can't think of another person in rock other than other really good kiss Paul Stanley tribute that has the voice of Paul Stanley. Somehow you have that low end talk about how do you channel that voice? Which is your real, like what's your most authentic voice, Joe?
3: You know, it's kind of funny you mentioned uh, all the other things I'm, you know, into as far as uh, music and my style, but, you know, this is kind of something I've been doing since I was, you know, a teenager or even earlier than that, uh, singing along to Kiss records. I would try to kind of emulate, you know, Paul's parts, him being my favorite member of Kiss. And, uh, you know, I would, I would mess around just recording, uh, tunes once I was able to and, uh. You know, I never thought about you know doing this you know uh, in such a professional manner. It was always just kind of for fun and for my own enjoyment. And now to be able to kind of you know go into a studio or my home studio and um, try to recreate a vibe. You know, I'm not Paul Stanley by any means. I I, it's not identical, but it's the feeling that I'm trying to capture, and that's the main thing. Is you know just trying to get everyone. you know, on board and kind of give that '78 Paul Stanley vibe. And It's uh, you know, it's kind of comfortable for me. So, you know, some songs in different keys might be a little bit uh, difficult because Paul had quite the range. And uh, but go, you know, at the you know rate we're at, you know, I feel very comfortable doing the songs that we're doing, and uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: You know, and somehow you've managed to get that low end and the high range. And almost that New York accent, which is really what every time I listen, I'm like, man, how's he doing that? That's amazing. So, look, my hat is (laughs) off to you guys for capturing that sound. Now, look, while I got you on the phone, I'm actually going to play just a snippet here. This is off the new album, but I want people to get a sense of exactly what we're talking about. Now, this track I'm going to play is what leads off the album. It's called Show Me Your Love. And I'm just going to play a little bit of it here, and then we're going to talk about the album. Sounds good. So we're going to go here. Show me the song. (laughs) Paul Stanley's 78 solo album vibe. Right, now, look, I'm just going to play that just so people can kind of get a sense that when I'm, I'm if you think if you're listening to this, and you say, Matt, you're overselling it. Did you hear that? Like the, the way that the you even put the words like the, the let me show yeah, you that you care. Them? It's Paul's voice. Like, yeah. I'm giddy because I'm telling you what, this is the most exciting thing. And it's funny because it came out so similarly close to like they obviously just dropped the Destroyer box set and there's two discs of like outtakes and demos. I'm more excited by this cuz I never had heard it, downloaded it and everything was blowing me away. So like when and this is so this is one of my first questions and really right away to you. When you're writing it, you're obviously writing these songs for a character. How are you inspired? Like where do you get your ideas go through the process creating a song that's written that sounds exactly like Paul Stanley?
1: Well, you you, you, you know, you're trying to to uh Capture, like Joe said, capture the vibe, you know, which was good. He said that earlier, you know, he's not Paul, I'm not Ace, I'm not Gene, you know, Charlie's not Peter. You know, those guys are, they made that sound before them, and they made that sound, you know, for the music they were going to be recording, you know, uh, and playing live. And uh, all we're doing is trying to celebrate the result of that because it's a sound that nobody really makes anymore. Right. And, um, right. You know, we're not we're not making any statement about what kids should be doing or shouldn't be doing. We're just celebrating this slice of their history that we have a connection to, and um, you know. So when you when you when an idea comes, it's usually a riff, or sometimes it's a song title, and based on what pops into your head, you go. Well, that kind of sounds like that would be a Gene song, or that riff oh, that sounds like you know Paul from you know Dressed to Kill or whatever, and then you just kind of go from there. The, the key is to make sure that you actually have a quality, you know, song, meaning the melody is cool, or the the, the there's a, a good hook in it, or that there's an attitude to it. And I think one of the things that happens is people get too hung up on well, it doesn't sound like a it doesn't sound like it's a hit. There's no hits on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's, but is it cool? Is it cool? That's, that's what you've got to ask yourself about anything. I don't care what other people think. I think it's cool. You know, that's being a quality song and being cool, man, attitude and personality goes a long way. And that's what, you know, when Joe does those Paul vocals, it's the attitude when you say the New York thing. It's the attitude that he's, he's picking up on that he's projecting. And, you know, we try to do that with all the songs.
0: You know, and that see, it really comes through. I think the fact is that the... Like when I talked to you earlier in the week and we're talking about doing this, the one thing that you said, yeah, it's time to celebrate. And, you know, that is the exact thing. This is a celebration. It's a celebration of what we loved about Kiss in the 70s. And the fact is, it's something fresh. It's new. You're not pretentious about it. It just it's this great. Fun, imagine that, fun, fun, fun in 2022. That was the thing that I kept thinking, because look, I cranked it up right away. I, I actually, I downloaded Burn It With Disc, took it down into the Kiss Cave, where everything, the technology stops at about 1993 in the Kiss Cave at my house. But the, so I'm burning CDs, and the thing is, like those riffs even, like right away, you want to do that kind of Paul Stanley dancing around, which I got to do while nobody's looking, because nobody wants to see that. But you know what, it makes you want to do that. I mean, really, as we, you know, as we go through track by track, I think the things that were so much fun about it is, like you said, you're capturing a vibe, and it's the vibe that we love, and that's the thing I, I was really so kind of thrilled to talk to you about was like, as like, where like you're writing for these characters, but where do you get the ideas? Like, you know, something like that. Show me your love. Where, like, does does it come to you? What's your songwriting process?
1: I'm I'm driving, and I'm at a light, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> a riff a riff pops into my head, and I start. And I go, well, that's kind of cool. And then I record it on my phone. So basically, if you had my phone, you'd hear me go, okay, kind of like a Led Zeppelin meets a Paul Stanley. And then I go, ding, bang, bang, but ding dong, ding. And then I sing the rest of the
3: song. So the great thing about songwriting, and most songwriters will tell you this, you know, if they're they're anything like us, you know, we'll, we'll have a, uh, you know, uh, voice recorder app on their phone or you know whatever. Right-handed. And, that's right, and you'll and you'll. You know, just get this inspiration and next thing you know, you're humming. You don't even have lyrics. But if someone heard this they would think you're nuts. <laughs> and uh you know, and I know exactly what Tom's talking about. You know, Tom is the core writer behind all of this. In fact he does almost all of the writing. Um, I would say ninety nine point nine 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 percent.
1: Well um, everybody everybody does uh everybody, yeah. when Joe does his vocal it, the song becomes what it's supposed to be. When when the when the drums are on there it, it becomes what it's supposed to be. And everybody has a, a, a you know, uh contributes to arrangements. Maybe we should take the pre chorus and start the song with that. Right. Or maybe we should, you know, make sure that the 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 vocals are a little bit softer on the chorus or whatever it is and, and it all goes in. It, it it has to be the the, the, the team and the collective Performances and the approach is what makes it what it is you know
3: and you guys mentioned celebrating earlier and and being 22 uh 2022 and so much going on in the world one thing that i just find absolutely fascinating is that the kiss army is so strong that they support us and we were able to get the number one rock album on the itunes charts for multiple days and it's still on there somewhere (laughs) not number one still but i mean we would maintain number one and then on the all genres so that's pretty much every album on the itunes uh you know that was released that week or whatnot we maintained a number eight spot for quite a while and that's just that talks you know so much that just says so much about the kiss army and and the appreciation for this style of music We're, we're nothing but that you know we like to relive um, and kind of create this music that everyone uh, is nostalgic about and just loves so much, and it's, it's just celebrating. Um, I'd say we definitely hit the mark there. We we appreciate everyone who went out and got the album and the the support that we're getting. So thank you guys.
0: You know, it's Absolutely. funny to say that I was gonna, because the one thing that I was going to say was you're not like backed by some major record company that's putting out you know all kind of pre publicity or whatever, I woke up that morning and I saw the album cover in my Facebook feed and went, oh, what is this? And like, like I ran Shaggy, down to hold computer raggy. to get it. And the funny thing is, like you said, in a way, it's just the fact that everybody's hitting the share button. I got actually a Facebook complaint for sharing it too many times and going against community's spam, you know, <laughs> prompt. but the, uh, but I mean the fact that you could hit that kind of number really based on the fact that people are just excited about it. I mean, everybody I talk to that's, that's managed to get it, they just love it. And right now it's only a digital download. I mean, you're, you're talking about having, you know, physical copies by like February, but like yeah, it's literally just work. everybody going to the iTunes or the Amazon and boom, boom, boom and getting it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 such a relief to have this thing out, and 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 then to have the this response that it's getting is 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 great. And you know, doing the whole thing about because we don't have a we don't have a, a, a an entity behind us, you know, financially. There's no publicist. There's no promotion team. There's no record label. There's no, you know, we don't, you know, uh, you know the idea of announcing six months in advance that you have a record coming yeah. out and then sing six of those songs before the record comes out, you know, by the time it comes out, people forgot you got a record coming out, <laughs> you know, so, or they heard the first song and go, I don't really like it. I'm not interested in the rest of the record, you know? So, you know, our thing has always been to release it as a surprise, you know, yeah. every day is Christmas morning when you get a, when class <laughs> seven to eight yes. it. when right.
3: So, you know, The other funny thing is, you know, we were talking about the whole experience of, you know, this music, but part of the experience back in the 70s, although I was, I'm a little bit young for that exactly, but, um, you know, part, I don't know, can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Uh, Yeah, part of that is no one knew who Kiss were without their makeup, that you, and back then you didn't know when a record was going to drop, and if you did, you had an inside source or one heck of a publication telling you um so that's part of it you know sometimes you'd walk into a record store and see a poster or just find the record and say oh my goodness I didn't know they were going to release this you know and that's kind of part of the experience everything we do um even though we did uh officially unmask and, and give out our real name uh the rest of it is the experience that we're talking about
0: here. See, we could call you just Joe Starchow, but that would get really, you know, would probably laugh at me. I do have that really good picture, though, where from the Kiss convention where you were doing the, the face masking, you know, pose, which I, I love yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, it's funny having really grown up with that. The whole kayfabe of it was always something that has been so, you know, so ingrained in that early memory of Kiss. So it was fun that you could hold on to that for a little bit, you know, but, uh, you know, obviously at some point it's nice just to be able to talk to you and, and have you share these Kind of stories not be kind of in a character you know well you see i live in a mansion and we actually <laughs> sure,
3: sure, sure. yeah and you know it's it's 2022 who are we kidding no nothing's a secret anymore you know <laughs>
0: You know, I mean, that's, and one of the things, I mean, obviously, there's eight new songs on the album, and if you had to go through and say, like, I'll tell you which ones I like, but I mean, I'm curious if the, if you had to say to somebody, listen to this one song, which one is, like, I know it's probably hard to pick a favorite, because you worked on all of them, but is there one that sticks out to each of you, like, go, this is my favorite track? Go ahead, Joe.
3: Uh, you know, I really like Fever Dream and Tonight, uh, which is also subtitled. Living Fantasy
1: or vice versa.
3: But yeah, yeah. those are my two uh, favorites on the album as of now. I mean, ask me next week, it could change. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um, at the moment, uh, I'm really digging uh, Show Me Your Love and uh, and uh, What You're Gonna Do. Uh, Fever Dream has been, has been my favorite uh, since day one, and it came out even better than I thought. But uh, I've been really digging uh, Show Me Your Love and What You're Gonna Do.
0: You know, it's funny because the Paul, I call them the Paul and the Gene songs, you know, they're great. The one that really knocked me out right off the bat, Smoke and Mirrors sounds more like Ace than Ace. And that opening line, <laughs> I used to live in a haze. I used to party for days in a night. And you go, oh, my God, that's so Ace. It's like I when that line, I heard that first line and you can imagine it was early in the morning and I'm like, "Woo!" Like, you know, <laughs> sitting in the room. All we right, gotta I got mean, to turn my headphones down. It, was, it was crazy. And I was like, man, that's just. And the fact is, look. That one song, any Ace fan, you got every Ace lick, all that, you know, but then the thing is, you've got the one thing that's the only thing that I can actually do on guitar, which is the one pick up down, one pick up up, bop, 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 bop. I can do that. But the, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's how did you go about capturing Ace's distinctive solos? Because that's, people I think really will be amazed when they hear how close you've been able to capture that.
1: The whole, the whole, the whole reason for this whole thing. Is so I get to play those. Types <laughs> so <well. laughs> uh, I was since I was six, I was just fascinated with, with this guy with the silver makeup, just kind of smoldering in the the, the, the you know the, the on the right side of the stage, and I that's you know that's all I ever wanted to do when I was a kid, throwing ki- you know fake kiss concerts in my backyard <laughs> with my friends, and, and here I am now in 2022 and 2017, and I'm doing it still and it's the, and really it 's the vehicle for me to to uh, to, to do that uh, in a fun creative way um, without um, you know without uh, uh, you know overdoing it and doing it in, in a it's, it's a, listen i hope I hope he hears some of this stuff someday because he he came up with some cool stuff, and a lot of what he did when he was really you know dialed in, which is pretty much from day one on that first record he, he was outstanding and onward. You know, uh, that's part of my playing. Now, if I were to do my own stuff, you would hear some of what you're hearing, but you'd hear Jimmy Page and other guys like that too. But um, it's the whole reason I'm doing this is so I can play guitar like that.
0: You know, see, that's that really if you could see me, I'm smiling ear to ear because in a way I love that. And I love one of the things that from the day one of the Kiss Room, the thing that I enjoy is connecting with talented Kiss fans. And there's so many of them. I mean, one thing I mean, and of course, I was kind of joking about it myself. But, you know, we were able to connect back in like 2016 Classic before it was Classic seventy eight. I had started that Kiss Room demos project, and that was the idea. Like if if Paul and Gene wanted you to write a song, or you could write a song for Kiss, what would you do? And that was always the concept. And then on on Volume two, you ended up sending in you know uh, Rock and Roll you, and I, I didn't. I had never. I didn't know you. I, didn't, I had never met you. And everybody was like, "What the hell is this?" Like everybody was blown away. So look, any of you completion people out there, if you want the demo version of rock and roll you back before they were called classic 78 they were just called classic you can go to the kiss room demos project on the kiss dot com forward slash demos but I mean that was it's that idea that you know somebody could be so inspired but yet it channels and forms their own musical you know tastes and their own you know kind of their own voice in music I think that's the highest compliment you can give to a musician is you made me want to play and it comes through
1: yeah, I, I think so, and you know, not to uh, not to pat ourselves on the back, but you know, uh, Gene has been very complimentary to 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 people in his circle who have played it for him, and we've we've you know heard about uh, that feedback, and the same thing with Paul, and you know, I think uh, you know the Paul has said it himself. You know, if you want to hear what I sounded like in 1975, <laughs> listen to that record, because you know. Uh, we're not, you know, we we're not going to make a record like that again. Someone else can make that record, you know. And he wasn't referring to us. But what I'm saying is, he, he's okay with, you know, people, uh, you know, uh, who are influenced by Kiss. And, you know, in showing, uh, you know, showing the influence. And, you know, when he heard our stuff, he was telling his friends about it, you know. And, and we heard it from some of those people in that circle. And we're like, what? We did this? I, I wrote this in my living room. And Joe cut it in his, cut the vocals in his office. And now Paul's listening to it in his, you know, uh, you know, music room, playing it for his friends. It's like, what? So, and, you know, when we leave them alone, too, we don't chase them around going, hey, doc, uh, here's our <laughs> new thing, or you know. <laughs> Our relationship is great because uh, they, you know, got a kick out of what they heard, and we don't bother them. <laughs>
0: That's phenomenal. And look, for anybody who's just tuning in, I am talking to Tom Higgins and Joe McGinnis, the geniuses behind Classic '78. We're just talking about their new album, Phantoms. Where can people go to get it? Like, I think that's the most important thing. Obviously, a lot of people know because you mentioned it was hitting the charts, you know, all up and down. But where? Give people the address. iTunes. iTunes. I got it off Amazon. I actually, I think that was it was the Amazon download, so it was just like uh, snip, snap. And now, one thing I know. People they're not going to find it on Spotify, right?
1: Correct. We're not going. We're not. This is not available on streaming at all. And unfortunately, I when I in my uh, inexperience when I put the you know when I submitted the first two records out, I didn't um, I didn't catch uh, that box, and I would have unticked it if I realized <laughs> streaming and not not for any other reason other than I think this is such a a, a unique. A niche. Yeah. Um. And I think people who really uh, like this stuff are people who you know support music and and will go out and get it for, for uh you know for the the few the few bucks it is as a download or if they want a tangible physical copy they'll 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 wanna. Uh, they'll want to purchase that too. So that's all just a, that's, that's, there's no heavy meaning behind it. It's just, I just, I just, I, I don't believe in it. I, I know it exists. So I believe, I know, you know, so I believe in it. I just don't believe in the, I don't subscribe
0: to that, that business model. Me personally. I hate Spotify because they dumped the Kiss Room. <laughs> Kiss Room and Podcast both got dumped off there. So well, the, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the funny <laughs> thing, you mentioned it earlier too, though, is it feels like an album. That's the thing I think that that to me, I mean I like I always joke about it, but I am old school. I take the songs and I burn them to a disc and they are a collection that belongs together. They're not meant to be split up. They're meant to be played in a certain order and you get that feeling of I just got a new album, not a single, not a like it's just this is the album. And like you said, it's the exciting of like Christmas. It just drops. And that was I I really commend you on that. It just came out of nowhere. It was, And it builds its own excitement because people go, what is this? Where did this come from? I've been waiting for a couple of years. Boom! And there it was.
1: Well, you guys are the ones who, who make that happen because all we did was put a post on Facebook. <laughs> and, and then you guys pass it around to each other and then it's on Instagram and then it's on this one and everybody's sharing it. And, you know, obviously you have to back it up. So if you hear samples, you know, of this music we want you to feel good about it. It's not just that it's out. We want you to to be excited about what you hear but um, really that's that's all it is, it's just word of mouth through people who are are already aware of us and then people who are discovering us uh, now today, you know
0: You know one thing I'm definitely going to point out and people can go back and listen um, the fact that you have the voices and then I think the thing with Kiss has always been, you want to hear those voices mingling. You want to hear Ace with Gene and with Paul. And that's, I think, one of the things that you've captured on these songs. Now, with that in mind, and we're going to transition just a little bit because you have those voices going. Talk about working with Lordy. I mean, apparently this this Lordy album has some kind of pseudo Gene and Paul vocals courtesy of you guys. Talk about how, because obviously in Kiss Family Tree, Mr. Lordy was a humongous Kiss fan. And obviously there's certainly, uh, you know, you can't mistake a bunch of guys in crazy costumes, probably had a little bit of an influence by Kiss. Talk about that
1: well he, he, he was putting together a uh, a new release which was going to be like uh, seven albums of brand new material off from different genres so the first album would be 70s hard rock and the second album was going to be uh, you know uh, 80s metal or new wave or whatever you know different genres per album and he's a huge this fan and Bill Bill Coin I think uh, Joe Bill Coyne managed him for a while is that what you said Yes, yeah, that's
3: correct. Yep. And
1: he's, he's a major Kiss fan, so he wanted to. He was writing songs that were very, you know, reflective of his Kiss influence from the '70s. And he uh, asked Joe if I, and I if we would contribute backing vocals. They sent us the songs, and then uh, you know we, we we did our bit and sent them back, and uh, they're on this. They're on the first. Album of his Lordiversary box set, which is a total of seven albums.
0: Lordiversary, I love it, and, and that's even kind of fun. Just speaking to the recording process, the fact that now you guys, when you recorded the new classic '78, that is all. Were you ever in the studio at the same time, or is that literally all just flying files back and forth?
1: No, this phone call is the closest we've been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, we, no, we all do it from. We all do it uh, remotely. We wish we could. Um, you know, um, and that's something that we we would like to do in the future if we do more. But um, it's all remote.
0: That, which is really incredible. I mean, that's, you know, even the fact that you could do the same thing, fly your vocals back and forth and be on the Lordy album. That's incredible. I mean, I'm really very impressed by that. And it really, you know, it's funny, um, earlier on Harem with Bobby, we had uh, David Ivory in here and he talked about the fact that, you know, he can get this adapter where, you know, a client can literally sit and be hearing exactly what's coming off the board and they can be somewhere else and they're watching a monitor and they're watching the board. It's incredible. I mean, it really, the, uh, the kind of technology that's happening and it's really, I don't know, it's really something else, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's some fun stuff too. Now, the other thing is, Tom, you actually did music for that A and E documentary. I don't think a lot of fans might be aware of that, but any of that music that was in the background that kind of sounded like KISS, but maybe wasn't really KISS, talk about that. Yeah,
1: um that was in that was in like uh uh the beginning of April of two thousand twenty. Um uh my uh my my parents had gotten covid. This is before hmm. it really you know, before the, the, the Crap, get the fan, But my parents had gotten COVID, and um, my dad got it, and he had pre-existing stuff, and he passed away. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks, man. And, I, and not to bring anybody down, but I just want to tell you what happened. So um, I was off the grid, you know. I was I was just taking care of uh, that with my siblings and my mom and whatnot. And then, like, uh, after a week, I kind of was, all right, let me just check my emails. And I got an email from this, uh, you know, music supervisor, license, you know, they license music for movies and whatnot. And asked if they could talk to me about maybe using if I had any music available for a uh, a project, but they couldn't tell me what it was, but it was legitimate, so I called them up or I, you know and and then we spoke and then uh and then uh, he told me he goes, well basically would, you know uh we were wondering if you had any available material or if you could write anything for this uh, kiss documentary that Gina uh, and Paul and a and E are putting together blah 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 and the reason being is is that they this is from what I understand, folks. Uh, this is all news to me. But what happens is when, they, when you do something like that or a movie or, or anything, you, you want to use the music that you really want to use. And then you find out that budgetary reasons or, or, or getting permissions don't always come through. So you need some auxiliary music, you know? So they wanted to have something that was comparable to the KISS stuff. Now, if it was up to me, I would want the whole thing to be all the KISS tunes, you know? Yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, listen, if they use anything, it's going to be a miracle. So, But here you go. So I, I had stuff that was already ready. I put together a bunch of other stuff that was kind of on my phone that I hadn't developed yet. And I put that together, you know, in the wee hours of the morning uh, within, like, you know, five-day period and sent it to them. And then, as it got closer, they told me some of your stuff made it into the thing, and I'm like, "What?" And wow. uh, I didn't know what actually made it into it until the day I watched it because they were editing up to the last minute, and that's how that happened. So I have uh, four things in there, and it's not stuff that sounds like you know reverse deuce or strutter. It's, <laughs> it's stuff that it's stuff that it kind of sounds like uh, what we you know what we do, but you know it's it's. You know, it's stuff that I'm very happy that that they used. I had no control over any of what, what uh, I didn't have any say,
0: but that's what happened, and they used some of the stuff, and 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 uh, it was a pretty, it was pretty cool. That had to be super exciting because, I mean, I really enjoyed that uh, documentary just by itself. I mean, then the, and then the fact that, you know, then your stuff was in there and there was obviously a ton of Kiss music, but that was a great fun thing. Plus, I was on vacation that week, so yeah. Yeah, it was really good for me. But, the uh, you know, and then so obviously that you're, you've got that going on now, Joe, we can't kind of wrap up without talking about quarantine, which obviously is the other thing that's on fire. Um, talk about that. I mean, obviously, people are v- very aware of you in there because there you're... You're, you're as yourself. There's no, you know, you've been in the music videos and Chris Jericho's throwing fire. And, you know, it's uh, obviously you just came <laughs> off, the, you did the cruise with them. Or, and Give us some stories about that.
3: Uh, yeah, well, the quarantine thing is a opportunity, you know, a very fun opportunity for me to just sit back and be a guitar player because if I'm not the front guy in my solo project, you know, I'm doing vocals for other projects and then classic 78 which is you know a priority and uh, so it's nice to just sit back and be a lead guitar player you know and because uh, that's you know one of my biggest passions obviously um, and it's just been a blast working with all those guys and uh, you know Chris is super great guy you know you couldn't ask for a better guy to work with um, in that scenario just very willing to help he's there's no ego and for someone who's You know, rightfully so, be egotistical. He's absolutely not one bit. He's just a sweetheart, you know. And uh, same with the other guys. You know, Kent is the drummer, one of my best friends, and PJ. And uh, we just added a second guitar player uh, because uh, we're going to be doing more live performances. And uh, when we do, it's it's hard to cover all of those guitars. So we added a another guitar player, Charlie Para. So, uh, you know, just I'm having a blast. You know, I get to cover the 70s style with classic 78, and I get to cover the 80s and early 90s style kits with quarantine. It's best of both worlds, you know.
0: Now, look, according to the Facebook page, there's something going to drop soon from quarantine. Are you able to give us a little bit of an insight for everybody listening? Because, of course, it's just me and Bobby and you guys talking and all your closest friends.
3: <laughs> i wish i could uh, I, I there's
0: no metal summit
4: ears here <laughs>
3: <laughs> i uh, i wish i could um i'm gonna let uh i'm gonna let that one drop on its own just so I don't get myself in trouble <laughs> understood
0: you know it's What's it's funny
1: Go ahead, Matt. I'm, I, was I was just going to say, say the
0: thing that's fun about a lot of this stuff is the fact that the thing that it goes back to is even the fact that you have people like Charlie Benante or Chris Jericho, the people that names that are known all over the world. But in a sense, the thing that really draws everybody together—it's a fan of being, you know, a Kiss fan. Everybody's a Kiss fan, and I think it's just so phenomenal that, like, even something like that—like that you and Butch could start that and then get this band—and you got PJ from Trickster or whatever. I mean, it's like the, who certainly has roots within the Kiss family. I mean, I find the whole thing to be just fascinating because it really always feels so genuine. This is people who do it because they want to, not because they said, "Well, you know, if we did a Kiss song, people would like it." It's no, we like Kiss. Let's do some right. Kiss Yeah, <laughs> you, know,
3: you know, the truth is, you know, Chris has, Chris Jericho has many other things that he could be doing right now, and he's the, one of the busiest people I know, but uh, you know, out of the passion for the music, he's not doing this, you know, because he's making big-time money out, of it. he's doing it because he loves it, you know, and uh, and I'm loving it, too. And that's, that, you know, I'm pretty blessed.
1: And that's another thing about Charlie is, you know, in regards to Charlie is that Charlie is. is uh, everybody knows that he's a he's a kiss freak, but he didn't come in and say, "Okay, I've been doing this for almost 40 years. I know how to make records, and yeah. this is how." you know. He's he's like, "I want to be Peter. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to get inside these songs, man. I want to channel this stuff." And that's and and, and uh, he, you know, and that's what the project needs. Whether it was uh, if 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 uh, you know, uh, uh, it was somebody who was known. Like Charlie, or whether it was somebody who was unknown, like, you know, Rory and, and, and Joe and I at the time. Uh-huh. You know, uh, it, what is, it, this needs Peter Chris' personality all over it. And, you know, he just went to the depths in every song, and he looked at every song as its own thing. And, uh, he, he, he you know, his contributions to that, you know, support what this whole thing is supposed to be. And it just, uh, you know, uh, it's just the next, progression the songs are a little bit better the production's a little bit better the mastering's a little bit better than the prior ones and that's just the natural uh you know state of things that you want to happen but you know everything that we need to be there is there you know
0: well look i can't say enough how impressed i am which even leads me to one of the final pieces of the puzzle is claudio bergaman is that how you say his name the art artist who did the cover that is a masterpiece. I mean, you have, there's so many little, you know, kind of kiss things. You've got the drums, but then it's got the bandoliers hanging over. You got the serpent, you got the Phantom of the Park roller coaster. That in itself is exceptional. So talk about that, that, how do you connect with him? Well, you know, I wanted to, on the last two, I, you know,
1: we something was just thrown together that kind of had some essence of something that was, you know, a Kiss visual. But there was you know, uh, I say this all the time our logo and our calling card is the the music and the sound, right? So, but on this one it was going to be eight songs and more of an album and I wanted to do a proper uh, album cover. And so uh, I had seen Claudio's stuff online because he's a Kiss fan and uh, I just looked him up and he had just done the Judas Priest Firepower Mm album cover you know so I'm like I, I don't know what this guy's gonna think when I reach out to him but I reached out to him and he was totally into it we talked about a loose concept that um that I had and um he takes what he does and runs with it and takes it to the you know the a thousandth degree and just turns you know a, a pencil sketch into you know high definition 3d you know whatever it's just amazing what that guy can do Claudio Bergman a phenomenal artist.
0: So if you go to com, obviously now look when it comes out as a vinyl album, we're gonna get a poster inside because that would be the kids thing to do. Picture well,
2: disc
1: we'll have,
0: to, <laughs> we'll have to We'll have to see. Maybe yours will. Yeah. Well, look, guys, I can't thank you enough. I mean, obviously, I can't thank you enough for putting out something so much fun and great to listen to, but also for spending 45 minutes chatting with me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Bobby, any other questions before I let these guys go? No, I mean, man, I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm
4: just sitting here blown out by all this I love that you guys are putting it out and working with PJ what a great guy too so you know uh, you. you know I do harem before the show I do uh, the Metal Summit with the guy so we've had PJ on we've had Steve Brown from Trickster and everything and uh, if we play awesome. six
0: degrees of Bobby Dreer you know it's everybody's connected
4: <laughs> <laughs> but no we I, I, look I got the album on iTunes. Uh, we'll be pushing it everywhere. And, and thank you guys for putting it out. Look, I, I know everybody goes, Oh, well they did it at home. I'm going, you don't understand how hard it is to sit there. Cause you know, kiss fans are the most meticulous, scrupulous yes. bunch of people ever. And look, if you got an accolade from Eddie trunk, <laughs> uh, I, I think that's, you know, uh I, almost the icing on the cake right there.
1: Sure. Absolutely. And thank you for thank you yeah. for the support, Bobby and, and Matt. We appreciate you taking so much time for us today. Oh, and,
0: well, look, I'm absolutely thrilled. I think you know anybody that's out there that's listening to me. If they're a Kiss fan, they're definitely going to want to hear it. Obviously, by the numbers, a lot of people have because uh, the numbers you know that you've sold through already are fantastic. So people are getting it. People are really liking it. I haven't heard a bad word about it because obviously it's something that's so much fun. So kudos again to you guys. I really do appreciate it. You're doing everything right. The fact that it dropped like a surprise. The fact that the, every aspect of it, the songs are great, the recording is great, your voice. Is are amazing and that cover artwork everything about it I'm just so impressed I mean we're right out of the box here 2022 going man that's nice thanks Matt we appreciate yeah, it So, you. any, any last it. minute thoughts you want to share with our Kiss Army friends listening all around the planet
1: go ahead Joe
3: no no, I'm just going to say thanks uh, everyone including Matt and Bobby for all the support and uh, everyone listening go get the album uh, you know tell us what you think classic78.com. That's classic
1: with a K. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, we appreciate it and just enjoy it. And, you know, if, 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 uh, you know it's, it's important not to spend a lot of time on things that don't. You, you have to go to work. You've got to go to school. You've got to clean the gutters. You've got to do a lot of stuff. Don't waste your time doing things that you don't get any pleasure out of or joy out of. And, and the That's other thing
4: before you go. So I, I just found uh, Claudio's website on Instagram. So it's paranormal metal art. On Instagram, and his stuff is, dude, killer stuff.
0: See, now I think, Mm -hmm. I think, Tom, you just summed it up. You have to go to work, you have to go to school, but you might as well listen to something cool while you're going. Yes. (laughs) 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 Woo! Guys, I can't thank you enough. I think you know, obviously, everybody should stay tuned. At the top of the hour, we're going to be talking to Brent Zayas, who a lot of you know from Podcast Rock City, but he has a super cool new project, and we're going to talk all about that at the top of the hour, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to spin us out of this with my favorite track on the album, which is called "Smoke and Mirrors." I'm going to play a little bit more of it than I did uh, "Show Me Your Love" because I want people to really hear it and be as blown away as I am, and then go buy it, guys. Thanks a million. For calling in, thank you, guys. Thanks, our guys. pleasure. Our we'll talk care. to you soon, and you're listening to the Kiss Room right here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. All right, now look, I really got to say thanks. Tom Higgins, Joe McGinnis, great guys. It was so much fun having them call in. Classic 78. Um, eight. We're, we're Like I said, we're heading to the top of the hour. We're going to have Brent Sias is going to be calling in to talk about his new project. Something different, something really fun. Um, but before we roll up, i got a couple minutes. So I'm going to just send some shout-outs to all these great people who shared my link. John Dennehy shared it into a ton of groups, and I really appreciate it. Craig Bauer from Kisspiration, well, also made a cool meme. Those young gals, they're excited about the Kiss Room. Sam Dotton, I know you're tuned in. Dottie Jones, Pasquale Jones. Barry from the Kiss Army Nation podcast, and if you listen to the Kiss Army Nation podcast, then you should. They mentioned me a couple times, so I love those guys. Ron Jones and Mike Moon from Let It Rip Podcast. Obviously, Ron, we're sending out good vibes to you. Uh, You know why. Eric and Julie from the Kiss Cave Facebook group, one of my favorite other facebook groups to hit dana russell mikhail Burrell, hannah rog and the we will blog you page chris ann colvin Britton mitchell from kiss cosplay group on facebook you gotta hit that because he's always posting cool pictures obviously again it goes back to kiss fans doing fun things tony man chris simcoe mike simcoe greg johnson david kathy james west javier boaster kiss army omaha omaha john phillips shane hebert steve javorski Steve, I worked in the word kayfabe earlier just for you. Uh, Joe Laskin, Steve and Lee Bruton, Kat Maricat, I'm sending hugs to you long distance, you know why. Donna Crowley, Bob McMichael, the Kiss Army Things podcast, I love those guys. Jason Gallinger, of course, Chris Hartman, Bob Hiller Zeus, Barb Hiller David Zanit, Candy Burton from Candy's Kiss Corner. I Candy! know uh, Candy, you can listen to Candy right here on Monaco Radio the same way you do me. Bill Elam, Alan Tate, Matt Umverson, Jerry Lee Watkins, Fran Galante. Look, you can tell when we get to the top of the hour, we're not going to have the Kiss Room house band because they took the month off. Anybody that if you obviously know, look, I know the downloads were really good last month. People tuned in for our Christmas special. But if you missed the December issue of the Kiss Room, you need to go back just so you can laugh every time someone says that was a masterpiece i mean really the stuff they did last month kiss from house band you know i love you guys that stuff was phenomenal cameron duty obviously cameron's got a a live unplugged music of kiss coming up on january 29th at 9 p.m you're gonna want to hit that john weinberger from time bomb radio obviously you can hear john here uh let's see eight o'clock to nine, 9 o'clock ten o'clock right here on monco radio every saturday where music and minds meet a huge shout out punk and judy eric and judy Wisniewski from the electric crush which you can hear the electric crush every wednesday seven to nine p.m via tube city online you can use the tune in app the same way you might be listening to me right now Look, it's Hump Day. You can make it to seven o'clock on a Wednesday. You can listen to them every week. They're always spinning hard rock. They've a lot of punk. Just, it's a great mix. It's a great way to kind of get you into the weekend. You know, by hitting the midweek. That's what I always say. Look, I can remember what day it is. If on Wednesday, I can listen to the Electric Crush. Uh, Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum shares it every time. He's the greatest. Joe Polo and Podcast Rock City. Ken Mills, of course, in the podcast. AJ Zonin, Anthony Porter, Madison Porter. Amy Porter, you know, my Madison actually shared it because she's on uh, Facebook. She, does, she doesn't listen to the Kiss room, but she shared it. So, hey, look. And look, the funny thing now, somebody said to me the other day, how come when you read the list, it always sounds like it's the same people? Well, it's I don't know. It's the same people that share the link. Yeah. You're the ones who see my link and think I could hit share. Now, look, if you're listening, I think, now, look, we all know Facebook buries this stuff. They don't want you to see the link unless you're paying. I don't sponsor it. I'm trying to be homegrown. You know what I mean? Like, I want people to be excited and hit the share. It only takes you two seconds because, you know, you might be listening, but you want your friends to listen and I want your friends to listen. I want them all to know that they could tune into the Kiss Room, you know, all the time, right here on Monaco Radio. Every second Friday, we're trying. You know, we're doing the best we can, despite the circumstances, we're having the most fun time. I really do appreciate how many people, really, we got a lot of downloads and plays last month for December. I think a lot of people oh, was such a maybe, great show with maybe Tina. had time off. Yeah, Tina was here with us. Tina Gresco, you're welcome back here anytime. We had the most fun. I mean, obviously, that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoy doing. And again, it's just focusing on, you know, talented Kiss fans or things like that. Like, we could spend a whole time talking about the Destroyer box set or whatever. But I really enjoy doing all this stuff. Well, I think we got a call here. Let's see, who is this? Now, who's on the line? Who is this? This is Brent. Okay, Brent, what we're going to do is we're going to go into the top of the hour. So I need to reset here. So I'm going to find my uh, top of the hour reset so we get a nice, clean break. Hold on one second, Brent. Sure.
2: meet you in the Kiss Room. We meet you in the Kiss Room. With Matt Porter and the podcast crew.
1: Hey, you're not allowed to smoke in the Kiss Room. Hi, everybody. It's Gene Simmons. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Montco Radio. But you knew that.
2: You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. <laughs>
0: see, I got to go through the whole thing. you one of the best. You got the best. Here we are at the top of the hour. You got to come back in. It's 4 o'clock here on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. And, of course, I am joined now in the Kiss Room, not just by Bobby Dreyer, but, of course, on the phone right now, we have the great Brent Zayas, who many of you know from Podcast Rock City. Brent, welcome to the Kiss Room. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so
5: excited to be here today. I, you know... Uh, before you guys came back from the break, uh, Matt was giving me a hard time for calling early. But I couldn't <laughs> wait to join the party in the kiss room, so I called in early. I couldn't help it. See, you know what's really um, funny
0: is the fact that, you know, we don't have a screener. Like, you know, if we were a big-time radio show, there'd be a screener who would say, you know, Line 7 is Brent, he's ready for you. But the problem is every time the <laughs> phone rings, I'm, I was kind of thinking, okay, is this going to be the right one? Or am I going to pick it up and, you know, hey, it's my brother, you know? You <laughs> know? <laughs> <laughs> and sorry to disappoint mean. you but yes it is me <laughs> now look I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on here now obviously like i said everybody that that uh, is their podcast rock city fans and obviously who's not podomatic tells me every week i should listen to podcast rock city to find out how to do a show but the uh, you were a big part of that and that's kind of how i met you the first time was rock and pod which you surprised everybody by walking in looking like the toughest biker but the nicest guy
5: well, that's sort of how I live my life. So you know, I mean, uh, I freak people out on the front end and then uh, surprise them. You know, when when they come around and they are like, "Okay, he's he's not so bad with the long hair and the black clothes and everything else."
0: But yeah, freak people deal. out that's on the like, front end. If you had sit on the back end, we were going to say that's Bobby, but that's his metal summit stick. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have hair anymore. <laughs> so now, look, oh my obviously, uh, one of the things, like we just talked with Tom and Joe from Classic 78, we had the greatest time with them, and one of the themes really was, it's fun when talented Kiss fans get together to do fun things. So when you started, you know, I started getting the message about this, you started telling me about it. I was certainly intrigued because there's such, it's a sci-fi thing, and I love that kind of stuff. So give people the idea. I mean, obviously, if they if they clicked on my latest blog, there's a link to the Kickstarter in the description. There's artwork. Boil it down to what is it you're working on here, Brent? Okay. But before I get into my thing,
5: I'm going to steal a minute and just say it is a darn hard act to follow coming on behind Classic 78. Because Tom and Joe are, are, they are amazing people. They're incredible at what they do. And, um, you know, I had them on my radio show before. I was always... Playing them, giving them major kudos, and I love this new record they've done. Uh, have the digital? I cannot wait to be able to order the CD. Hopefully, vinyl. I've always told them they got to do vinyl. As you're about to learn when I talk about my uh, my own phys- my own project here, I love physical product. I'm such a huge believer in it. But um, so to to come back to what you were asking me to talk about. This is something uh, really different. Uh, we are billing this project uh, as an epic sci fi concept album. It's sort of a space fantasy audio journey. And there really are two parts to it there is an album that's a soundtrack to the story, that's um, six long form compositions that through the instrumentation kind of tell the story of what's going on. But we've also got a um, an audio drama that's like uh, an old-time radio play. Or if you listen to podcasts, it's uh, like the uh, audio drama podcasts where it's music and sound effects and, 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 you know, voice acting and tells this sweeping epic science fiction story. So... Um, that is the short version of what we got going
0: on. There's a lot more to it. That's, I think what's so exciting is that, I mean, and, you know, really listening to it is that it it has elements of all those things that you describe, which are so much fun. Like, you know, an old school radio drama or, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you for me, a lot of it goes back to this. Like I used to love when they did the, I got introduced, it was the empire strikes back radio. And every week a different chapter would come on, you know, Right, It's the story of The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly. And you're like, whoa! And it was like the, uh, but I mean, you've got this rich, rich kind of concept going on here. Um, Kind of describe how did you come up with this? What was the inspiration behind it? Now, obviously, the full name is Sequence One Glass Jar, right? That's correct. So that's that's what we're talking about. If anybody's out there right away wanting to Google the name, Sequence One Glass Jar. And I think so like what are some of the Now I know for one thing you're a major movie buff. Way deeper palette of movies than what I have. But what were the, some of the things that inspired this project? Uh
5: conceptually, I would say the inspiration would be things like Blade Runner, Dune, um you know, Star Wars, uh, of course. Uh, although this is not as kind of swashbuckling as, as Star Wars, um, the old Sean Connery movie Outland, if you remember that one, mm-hmm. uh, where he was the security guard on the space station, just all those, um, all those kinds of movies. Uh, lots of seventies uh, influence here, so that's not going to be lost on on you and the audience who uh, certainly you know loves a lot of the music that you focus on. Here, because um, when we were put, when when this idea hit me, and I, I think this is kind of what you were asking me, um, I started. It almost hit me full form that I want to tell this story, and I wasn't quite sure how I wanted to tell it. And as I started making some sketches and writing some things out, I said, "I need music in this because I'm a music guy. I'm a music lover. That is my life." Um, and the music I wanted to tell this story went. Way beyond my, you know, one note on the piano talent. Uh, so I approached, having, you know, worked in the music industry for so many years. I approached my friend Carl from the band Angel Spit, and now his his band is a dark, dancey, cyber, electronic, industrial kind of music. And but I had sensed in his stuff that this would be something he'd be interested in and doing something very differently. And so I challenged him to make these long form instrumental tracks that would tell this story and work with me in crafting the tracks and putting it all together. And it was really his genius that he went, Okay, this is a seventies style thing. This is gonna be like the analog synth, you know, projects uh from Rick Wakeman or soundtracks to the thing or you know a John Carpenter movie those types of things so it was really from him that that was set and i got to say that was a uh the genius part of it because it set the tone for this perfectly and I know that's part of why you like it because it harkens back to those things you enjoy
0: well I, I hear right away like Blade Runner or like even mm-hmm. Halloween and Terminator I mean I mean big like those kind yes. of things but what I'm going to do right now while I have you on here I'm going to play now this the most of the songs run anywhere between 8 and 10 minutes so we're not going to play all 8 or it'll be the end of the show before we know it but I'm going to play just a little bit just so people can kind of get a sense of kind of what we're talking about. So it takes a build here, but I wanted people to kind of get a sense. I'm going to kind of let it play underneath here, but it gives people the idea. It's got that feeling of a soundtrack.
5: Right, very much. Well, uh, which track did you just play?
0: So look, that's my favorite one. Is right off the top. It's called the Empty, the Great Empty. And it's okay. And that's, that's
2: the first track.
0: I yeah. love that song. And the funny thing is, and I think I, I told you this while we were talking earlier in the week was to me, the great thing about it, especially this time of year, it's dark at, at five o'clock. I'm driving home. It's driving music. You know what I mean? Like I'm driving and it's dark, and you kind of get into that headspace of, I might be going through it in another dimension because that's the way I <laughs> exactly. am. But the, uh, you know, and that's, I think that's the thing that I would recommend to people right off the bat is just the music without any of the other elements without the diorama and all this stuff you're going to describe, it is awesome driving music. Like it really, it puts you in that space kind of vibe, which I can quickly put myself into. So it's like, uh, you know, but I mean, that's, that's the thing that I enjoy so much about it is now every track that I, um that, that I have heard is that it really is. It's, Atmospheric, like you're getting a vibe to it, and like, how did you kind of get with him on what you wanted, or, or did they just kind of come up with the music? And you say this is meets my concept, or oh,
5: well, so it was there was a lot of back and forth uh with this is the concept, this is how we're breaking down the story. So maybe the tracks will be divided like this part will tell this, and just what you just played the opening sequence. It's meant to be like the very beginning of you know, a film and, and you've got the ship up in the, you know, up in the, out in the universe and, you know, traveling across at high speed and, and heading out to parts unknown on this very dangerous mission. And um, it's meant to transport you there. The sounds are meant to take you there. So you get that feeling just from the music, that that's what's happening. And, I, and the, that you would say, man, you're driving and you're going fast and it's nighttime and you're seeing the, these, all the lights go by and you feel like you're heading into another dimension. I'm, that makes me go, wow, we succeeded.
0: <laughs> I'm driving on 422 <laughs> because, and those stars are actually brake lights. But
5: you know, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> still that's definitely so much of the concept is to to transport you in that way and um and so we had a we had a lot of back and forth and you know musically uh um I'm not the creator of the music but I we had a lot of communication that helped shape it it went kind of like because um, I am not going to give myself one bit more credit than I deserve because I couldn't because Carl is amazing and he did such an incredible job with this. And that is uh I would say a little more of this, maybe a little less of that. Can we get a little bit of a noise in here that sounds like the droning of a space engine, you know? Um and and uh what he'd share little demos with me, and I'd be like, "Okay, this is great. It sounds like the ice on the ice planet." And so let's stretch this part out into uh, when they're on the when he's on the planet surface. And so that's kind of how conceptually all of that happened.
0: So now this is one of the things. I mean, I think obviously, and I always in my mind I trace everything back to Kiss, but you've created this package that goes along with it that is like. A, enormous. I mean there's like this play set, like a diorama that folds out and everything. And like the you could sit there and, you know, play with the diorama while you're and your Star Wars action figures while you're listening to the music. And it's like and I love that. But I mean it's it's really like very ambitious. I mean what what gave you the idea for that and where does the all this artwork, this design work? Who's coming up with all that? It's beautiful stuff.
5: Oh wonderful. Thank you for saying that. So so we wanted to do this, but we wanted to do it because it's something really different. I mean, this is not, um, you know, this is not four guys in a garage making songs about drinking and falling in love. You know, this is, uh, so this is... Uh, well, they are, but concept. they're on a
0: spaceship, Brent.
5: <laughs> uh, right, right. So it, this is some sci-fi nerd stuff here, uh, which all of us who grew up in, you know, I'll call us the Star Wars generation. <laughs> yeah. It speaks right to our heart, you know, and... um And so we wanted to just do everything about this at the next level, to do the audio drama, to do this packaging that was so over the top. And so what you were referring to is we have these just sweeping, epic, amazing pieces of art from Walt Watts, uh, an incredible artist who was so... willing to work with us um, on a really different level and and where he would take my stick figure and graph paper sketches and start turning them into something that looks so cool and then have us go back and say, okay, let's try these colors. Let's add these geodesic domes here. Let's make the ice planet look like this. And so it was a lot of uh, group work and back and forth with Walt, too. But So this amazing artwork is... 36 inches by 12 inches it's three feet by a foot and we have put it on we have two sets of art and they go on the inside and the outside of a of the record sleeve so we've all had those gatefold albums where the records fold out once this one folds out twice it's like a triptych so it is um and so it's amazing artwork there and, uh, the record itself looks like the ice planet. You pull it out, it's not black vinyl, it's this sort of crystallized white and blue vinyl. Uh, just absolutely beautiful to, uh, match the idea of where they're traveling to, this, this ice planet they're seeking. So, uh, in the story so that they can, uh, bring the, bring water back to the home worlds and, and, and save their planets.
0: It's incredible. And look, anybody that's just tuning in, it's about a quarter after. I'm talking to Brent Zayas about his new project. It's called Sequence One Glass Jar. Obviously, you've name checked a bunch of very talented people. Your friends from Angel Spit, and then as well as the artist who has created this package. Now, look, if anybody goes to thekissroom.com and reads my latest blog, there is a link to the website with all this information, where you can get it, where you can see it. If you while well, you can you can look yeah. at the pictures while you're listening along to us right now. But the uh, it's one of those things where I think people really, it's different. I mean, obviously, it's not a Kiss song. Like you said, it's not us singing, you know, um, Kiss songs. It's something different, but I really, I, I find it kind of fascinating, and I really, I'm really interested. I was, that creative process, the way you were able to find this team of really exceptionally talented people, I think that's pretty, you know, really very ambitious for right now with everything that's going on and everybody's kind of locked down and shut out, And but man, this gives you a reason to get excited. I mean, it's really, it's a fun thing um, like I said the the, the one that I, I was listening to like you know it's all this instrumental and the nice thing is that if I put them on a CD back to back to back it's just enough music to get me home every night right. <laughs> yeah,
5: nice. I timed it that
0: way just for you I knew you did because right as I pulled into my spot the f- song faded out and I felt like it was the end credits and I lived happily ever after it was nice <laughs> I love it I love it <laughs> So I mean, really, that's I think that's the most exciting thing. Tell people. I mean, obviously, I put the link, but give everybody the idea where can they go to get it.
5: So right now, the project is on Bandcamp. So if you're familiar with that, uh, with that site, if you're not, it's basically a place that independent artists can distribute and sell their their um, music. So if you go to Bandcamp.com and search for Ice Planet Nine Thousand, that is the name of the project and. It will, or search for sequence one glass jar. It will, uh, it will pull up the project, and you can, you can check out uh, the, the digital album. You can buy the vinyl record that I was describing. You can, um, you can see some of the other little EPs of uh, demo type work and things that were that were done for Ice Planet Nine Thousand before jumping into this uh, huge project we've got here. You can read a little bit about the story that the uh, soundtrack is telling, and um, just check it all out. And if it seems like something you'd be interested in, you can you can go ahead and, and uh, pre-order it. Um, it's going to be available on February eighth is uh, when the physical will ship out and when the downloads will be available.
0: So now, in your mind, I mean, obviously, it seems like such a fully realized concept. Obviously, you've got the music, you've got artwork. Is it something that you ever see could it become like a comic book or like, I mean, obviously a movie? It feels to me so kind of fully realized, which is, I think, exciting. Like it is, I love when you get the chance to kind of step into this other world. And you've created like this whole other world in your mind, really.
5: Matt, please stop uh, reading my email.
0: Well, you know, that's a hack into everybody cool. Uh,
5: we would we would uh love to present this story um in some different facets uh you know when I first had the concept for it um I'm pretty realistic, okay I knew that uh Steven Spielberg was not going to take my call <laughs> and you know head right into the studio to begin uh shooting this movie, but yes, uh, we have our soundtrack, we've got our audio drama, we've got all this amazing art. The idea that this, uh, could be a comic book or, um, you know, or a series of, you know, little videos or what have animated videos, wherever we take it, we will take it. And we most certainly plan to do more with it. Um, and tell more to the story as well, uh, possibly, um, down the road this is not uh, I mean it doesn't take a genius to see that the title is sequence one which makes you ask okay what's right. next <laughs> so um, that, is, that is in there uh, just because of that, you know, we didn't know till years later that George Lucas had always planned <laughs> that, you know, Star Wars was a trilogy. So You know, uh, if you had named it you know.
0: Sequence 4, that might you know, and then you go back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right,
5: right. You'd probably have that same problem
0: I have with it when my daughter says,
5: uh, well, A New Hope. And, I'm, and <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not what we call that movie. in the South. We call that Star right.
0: Wars. <laughs>
5: that's right. That's right. But. Uh, so, so this, you know, it was something that when, you know, I had that initial conversation with Carl and he was like, I love this. I want to do it. Let's, let's, let's shake on it. Let's make it happen. It was a, it was a someday project, you know, with quotes around someday we'd work on it as we had time and who knew when it would come out a few months later, you know, COVID was locking us down and suddenly we had all the time in the world to dream very very big right. so that's what we did
0: see that's fantastic the fact that we were able to use you know what for a lot of people has been a very kind of tough time but use that time to focus on something so positive and something so great i mean and look so i think everybody's got to check that out if you you can easily just search sequence one glass jar ice planet 9000 all those different words are going to bring you to this project but like i said i do have the link to it in my latest blog on thekissroom.com you can all check that out um and now obviously just switching gears a little bit i mean obviously like i said i know you are quite a movie buff what are you watching these days Um, well, let's see. I've been
5: uh, uh, doing a lot of rewatches of Dune. um, The the new version of Dune, which I absolutely love the look of it and the feel of it. Can't wait for uh, the second one of those to come out. And um, I have uh, my daughter and I are big uh, Marvel movie fans. And we've been blown away by the new Spider-Man. Just in case people haven't seen it, I won't say much more about what (laughs) happened with it. But as a lifelong spider man fan of the comic, everything from the comics to the video games to the movies, they just they delivered for everybody. you know there is so much payoff in that movie, and uh, you know I'm embarrassed to tell you that uh tomorrow we'll be heading to the theater to see it our fourth time so <laughs> we've we've we have been we have been loving that uh as well so but um, you know, when I'm working on this stuff, and uh, even even down to working on getting everything set to start fulfilling all these orders we had through the Kickstarter and getting all the merchandise delivered, uh, I I don't mean to sound like uh, you know uh, uh, that I'm so into my my own thing, but I I love putting this soundtrack on and just and kind of letting it, it flow in the background, and it definitely uh, you know every time it gets me inspired to keep doing more with this, so. Well, that's, what, not, I, not that's what I want
0: everybody to do. I want everybody to get it and listen to it while they're driving. You know, it's that. like I said, that I keep saying it, but that's to me, that's really, it's where I like music almost the most is because, you know, it takes you away from the fact that you're stuck in traffic and you're someplace else and you're taken to someplace else. And that's what I find so exciting. I mean, it's, and yeah, I love that Spidey. I took my younger daughter. We enjoyed that between the Christmas break. That's a great movie
5: it it is it is so well done you know half the time those things fall into the hands of people who don't either don't get it or don't care but boy they did that one right so that's that's uh that's how Spielberg's going to treat uh, my movies when we <laughs> when we do get there uh no but um but even even if we never get there and just make some more music and some more audio dramas that's that's going to be the fun of it because Like you said, this was in a lot of ways how, you know, Carl and I were staying sane during COVID, going back and forth with swapping the tracks and, you know, emailing and FaceTiming and, and, uh, and coming up with such an unusual type of thing. And we'd be like, wait a minute, has anyone ever done this? three fold out record before. And I'm like, I don't know, let's try and do it. <laughs> as, it's ambitious. I mean,
0: like I said earlier, it's very yeah. ambitious. I mean, that's, I don't think, I mean, I I looked at all those, you know, things and thought, man, I don't think anybody's ever done anything like that. I've, if they have, I haven't seen it.
5: Well, and that's, and that is, uh, that was the idea is to just sort of, uh, and this is where when you and I had talked earlier and I said, man, I, I, I appreciate you wanting me to have me on and I don't feel like it's that far out in left field for a KISS fan because, um, you know, not only did I get into the music business many years ago because of, you know, growing up with my love for KISS and collecting all of the KISS stuff and, and being so enthralled by their products yeah. uh, and, and how they made everything, but... You know, when it came time to work all of that up for this, uh, it was not lost on me that, you know, here we were with this fold-out album cover that you could use as the backdrop and, and this 45-piece diorama of the character and his spaceship that you can build and set in front of that. I'm like, wait a minute, what? You know, <laughs> This is... Uh, this is Kiss all over again, right here. Right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll never escape the influence of Kiss in my life, even if I ever, want even if I wanted to, which of course I do not. So
0: you can take your Brent Dow and put it in any crazy pose. <laughs> 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 hey, no, look. I just I'm look, I'm glancing up at the Facebook screen here, and Bill Elam posted the the coolest comment. It says, "Matt Porter and PRCBZ, two cats who <sighs> believed in me when some still don't." And you know what? I I, I anytime I see a quote like that or Something like that, where if somebody was inspired, or I helped somebody to move to a next step on the game, man, that kind of stuff goes a long way. You know, there's, it's funny. You look at your life and you say to yourself, "It's I, you know, sometimes I just want to be there for the people who want to sail. I'm tired of the people who are drilling holes in the boat. You know what I mean? Just, I, so, look, yes. if, if, any, if I've helped you anywhere along the way, Bill, I really appreciate that. And, Brent, I really appreciate you calling in. I mean, obviously, it's just great to talk to you. I enjoy talking to you, but I really am impressed by what you've created. I think people will want to give it a listen, and they will dig it. Well, I appreciate that so much, and i got to say a shout-out to Bill myself. And
5: that was, uh, you know, why I want to take the opportunity to kind of come in front of the KISS community and talk about this project is having spent a couple of years uh, on the radio with my KISS show uh, and then then being on podcast Rock City as well on the podcast. uh, Sometimes it was – I know the community – that is out there and while yes, it's great to have the, you know, the artists like classic 78 on the shows, the, the people who are listening and enjoying all of that right along with you and me, that's who this is all about. You right. know, um, I, I, Carl and I didn't make this uh, project just to make it. We made it so that Matt could sit in his car and <laughs> be transported to a far off galaxy before he got home at night. And that is, uh, that's that's the thanks that's the beauty of it you know
0: mission accomplished multiple times (laughs) all right (laughs) so look any last minute thoughts you want to share with the kiss army we're rolling into the bottom of the hour here anything you want to say to everybody listening all around the planet
5: uh just that uh very uh very excited to have the opportunity to put this out there and um to get a little love back from the Kiss Army on it, even if it's just people check it out for a minute and think it's cool, or on whatever level you, you want to support it. And thankful to, you know, of course, the Kiss Room and Matt for you for having me on. And um, I also shout out to uh, Justin Gammon, the guy who did our logos and our layout for the project, and Steve Sims, my uh, buddy who's doing the fabrication on all the dioramas. So there's just a whole lot to this, and it's a great opportunity to get to tell the story. So thank you again.
0: Well, you're welcome. I'm glad to talk to you. And as we roll out of this segment, I'm going to play a track called The Water. And uh, we're not going to play the whole thing, but I'm going to give people a taste. And, and as, soon as, we, well, as soon as we lift into the stars, we're also going to play a, a Paul Stanley song, because Paul's birthday is coming up. So we're going to mix. We're going to take you into space, and then we're going to give you some Star Child. Brent, thanks a million. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Thank you, and guess what? We're going to roll into a little bit of this right here. You're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. So look, I know you're going to want to get into this. It's um, sequence one glass jar. You can hear all the kind of cool things happening. And then I think uh, what we're going to do is because we have you now up in space and obviously we've got a certain star child who's going to be celebrating a birthday soon.
4: Star child. And we're
0: going to celebrate that right here on Mako Radio where music and minds meet. And we yeah. are back. Now, look, that was a ton of fun. So, obviously, look, here's the thing that uh, you got to start thinking about is the, um, you know, we, we've, man, we went through a fast show. Thanks to Tom Higgins. <laughs> thanks to uh, Joe McGinnis. Thanks to Brent Zias. Everybody calling in, having the best time ever. I got Bobby Dreher and on the yeah. line. One of our favorite friends here calling in. Candy Burton, how are you? Uh, Ding, ding, oh, ding. you know
6: what, Bobby? You always know how to butter me up and just put me in a really good mood. <laughs> mm,
0: oh, yeah. Girl, <laughs> I girl, I butter you up. He's singing it like it means it, so it's nice. <laughs> the, uh, now, look, obviously, here we are, the first kiss room of the new year. How are you making out? Uh,
6: not too bad. Now that uh, I'm hearing your velvet tones and Bobby's velvet tones <laughs> all over the airwaves, uh, I mean, definitely, <laughs> you,
0: definitely. You know, we try is. and have all the superpowers we can.
6: Absolutely. Well, Bobby, i got to apologize to you. I promised I would call in during your show, and I had a couple of errands that I couldn't get away from, so I, I am very sorry about that.
4: Ah, no worries. Um, hey. D-
6: d- you know I- what? Listen, i got to tell you something that happened to me yesterday that I know for a fact that you'll appreciate. Uh, but to all everybody listening, I want to take you all back to Monday night on the Metal Summit, 100 episodes. First yeah! of all, congratulations, Bobby. <laughs> what a huge milestone for you and, and the core four. But your guest that you had on, okay, Kenny Aronoff, a very successful, talented, and amazing drummer, um, you were putting the book over like there was like there was no tomorrow. Sex drums, rock and roll, and I got to give a shout out to Angel, your core four buddy and brother, who went out of his way to make sure that I had the book. He ordered it and it arrived yesterday, and Ah. I'm so excited. You know what? I read the first few pages, and it had already kicked my butt. I'll tell you that right now.
4: That man is shot out of a cannon, and uh, we we had the opportunity. And uh, David came in during our show today, uh, during Harem, and I presented to him to have uh, to bring Kenny out here to the college to do a master class. Kenny's up for it. We just need to work out the logistics and that. So, you know, that'll be something that'll be coming out. Hopefully I'll be br- using Kenny for a session as well on something of my project.
0: You know, and really while Ooh. we got Candy on here, I know she's a big fan of the Metal Summit as well, like everybody else is, but congratulations 100 episodes. That's exciting. I'll tell Dude, you guys we're knocking it out you, of the
4: park. Matt, here's my big thing. I wouldn't have been... I wouldn't be doing this and that if it wasn't for you for walking into that I'm office like everybody said dude it was the poster it was the <laughs> first day i walked into and go, you're a kiss fan I wait, you know.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, one of the things, I mean, obviously, look, everybody that's listening within the sound of my voice, you want to tune into the Metal Summit. It's live every Wednesday night, typically. This week it was on on Monday as well. But the fun thing about it with the live is they're getting these artists in there, and you're able to ask them questions in real time, you know, which is great fun. I mean, I, I really, you know, it's funny because I, I like to do just radio because, you know, I'm ugly, so you don't need to see my face, but we can see you guys. And it's like it's really fun. I have my adult beverages with me. And yeah, usually Bobby's drinking halfway in the bag. But it's like, it's part of the charm. But the, uh, you know, it really, it's one of the funny things was that behind Kenny Aronoff, he, you know, was just a wall of gold records. And and he says, yeah, I got about 13,000 of them. there in boxes in the garage. Oh my God. Which I thought was so great. But I thought, you know, when the Metal Summit wins an award, I want one of those gold record
4: plaques. Well, my thing, and I got to give a shout out to Steve, Jay, and Angel. I mean, you know, yeah, look, yeah. we put this thing together in the seat of you know, getting ready to come up on two years and it's just really cool um, Wednesday we had a great show with uh, Bobby uh, Kimball from Toto um, shout out to he and his wife and the upcoming episode we have coming next week is bassist Tim uh, Tim, uh, Tim Gaines 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 some Striper. Striper on and you know look it, it's uh, hey I gotta go back to our show look we just got a text <laughs> <laughs> from a wonderful woman.
0: Now look, anybody that's out there that's listening, okay, now look, we've been talking about KISS and things from the seventies and what inspires you. Bobby gets a text from Linda Carter. Well, we okay. played her Ooh. song on my show. Now that's about as close to my about twelve year old fantasy Matt, as I can get. Matt, Matt. <laughs>
4: I just got to be a ringtone right there.
0: Uh, It's (laughs) a video.
6: I I, I just got to say, Bobby, that episode that you guys did with uh, Mr. Kimball and Mrs. Kimball the other day, uh, that was so special. Um, I was so moved by everything that he said, everything that she said. It was just so um, it, it was it was an emotional interview, but a very good interview. And I feel like. The Metal Summoners will be talking about that one for uh, for a
0: long time to come. Well, but even what was exciting about that was here you have a guy that he's, he's Zooming really from his house. Yeah. But he's the yeah. singer of Toto. Now he's singing with his keyboard, right? Like like a amazing. real private concert. You know, <laughs> I thought that kind of stuff. What a treat. Like, where are you going to get something like that? You guys have such a fun time with the guest. But like all of a sudden, he starts belting out the song, playing the keyboard, and you're like... Man, that's cool. Well, we really wanted to be respectful on that.
4: And, you know, one, it got put together with Steve, and it was great because it's one of Steve's favorite bands, and, it, you know, it really came out. We had Steve Lukather on uh, the beginning of the Metal Summit year, uh, almost two years ago, which has been great. And Amber Thayer, and oh, my gosh. Baby. Well, and there's
0: a trivia question. You know, I used to do the announce at the start, so anybody wants my autograph, too? <laughs>
4: that but you think about you know it's the coolest thing and i look at how many years we've been doing uh the kiss room harem just everything i'm just going oh my god wow you know
0: hey when we hit may that'll be the end of 10 years for the kiss room you know what i mean how about that dude i'm coming up
6: on six yeah it's crazy
0: how about that we've had a lot of fun (laughs) candy's kiss corner a handful of candy what do we have in store for the new year
6: well, I am taking a little bit of a break um, just to, you know, ground myself mentally. I've just been going through a lot lately, and I just needed some time, you know, to myself to, you know, recharge my batteries and whatnot. However, uh, I will be making a comeback at the end of the month. January 25th will be the episode that I come back with a handful of candy. I'm going to be doing a special episode for uh, Bobby. You'll appreciate this for your boy, Jay Oakley, because it's his birthday on the twenty ah, fifth. So nice whole episode where he's going to pick out the playlist for me so i'm really excited about that uh following week i have a really cool interview lined up with sniper from the midnight devils very good friend of mine very cool so i'm really looking forward to that um you know we had a chance to talk about you know his time thus far with the midnight devils and we also paid a little tribute to van halen which is one of his favorite bands so really looking forward to that um, the following week, I have a really cool interview. You guys got to check out this band, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Fractured. If you haven't checked them out yet, look them up on Facebook. Um, I reached out to the bass player, Phil, and uh, you know he, he hooked up an interview with me. So I'm really looking forward to that and chatting with him and, and the rest of the band. Um, but as far as Candy's Kiss Corner, uh, it's just... I'm going to hit shuffle for the next few weeks, and whatever comes up, that's what we're going to hear. So, uh, but I mean, in the meantime, if you guys have any requests, Bobby, Matt, anybody listening, you got any requests, send them my way. I will definitely play them. And, uh, you know, in a nutshell, that's what we got coming up. And I'm just looking forward to, uh, you know, restarting this year with a bang the way that Monco Radio. Uh, should
0: be like. Well, look <laughs> at this point. That's the funny thing about Monaco Radio. Obviously, it's the uh, it's January and classes start next week. Now, obviously, there's you know there's still you know some things are remote, some things are on campus, this and that and the other. But I really want to stress to anybody that's listening, if you're listening live on Monaco Radio, there really are some great programs on Monaco Radio, and, and obviously more than just a Kiss Room or Harem or Candy's Kiss Corner or a handful of Candy. But like tomorrow morning, you can hear Candy's Kiss Corner. You can hear Time Bomb Radio. John Weinberger. Um, he usually, you know, slides in some kiss into the mix. But, I mean, it's great stuff. There's, you know, all that jazz. There's Friday mornings really are something else. You have all that jazz right into the Veterans Power Hour, which those of you with any respect for the military, things like that, Matt Banko just started this show, and it's it's phenomenal. You're hearing stories from the people that lived it, which is great. Very and then cool. right into Hard and Heavy, I want to give a shout-out. Danny Kukler, still rocking the Hard and Heavy, and he played two hours of great music this morning. So, really, I'd encourage everybody, you know, look, Monco Radio is Thing to do. Listen, so. Matt,
6: I got to give a shout out to DJ Kooks because he's the only guy on Monco radio or other, other person other than me that will actually play ghost. So <laughs> yeah, it won't be
0: me. So, Hey, good, good on kooks. The, uh, you know, it's funny. He played a band a couple, uh, maybe a year ago called creeper and really turned me on to that. That's a really good album. And it's just, uh, it's something that I definitely, I kind of, re- I think of kooks because he, uh, he was definitely the one that, that played that where, you know, I'm like, Hey, what is that? And he's like, Oh, it's called Annabelle and blah, blah, blah. You know, so.
4: Big shout out, though, to Phil X, uh, Canadian, you know, uh, what a, that was one of, probably one of my favorite shows as well, too. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited that we're getting some of these Canadian, Evil Ed, his Mm -hmm. album up in, uh, ah, Vancouver, has just hit. Huge dirt, uh, dirt republic. So Evil republic, shout
0: out! Yeah, yeah look, Candy, Candy, he might be near you up in uh, where is evil Ed in He's relationship Vancouver. to Candy's well, mansion? Oh other- my
6: god, Vancouver's way on the west coast, I'm all the way on the east coast. <laughs> Toronto, Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, look, we're having the best time ever. Candy, anything you want to say before I kind of wrap it up? We're heading to the top of the hour.
6: Yeah, definitely. Um, to piggyback off something that uh, Bobby had said a few minutes ago, which is that. Uh, You know, none of this, and and by this, I mean me being on Montco and Bobby being on Montco with Harem and and all that fun stuff. None of this would have happened if it weren't for you. Um, You know, taking me under your wing back in 2012, 13, whatever the heck. It's a long time ago. But, uh, you know, I really do appreciate you doing that, believing in me, giving me an opportunity to, you know, let my voice be heard. And, you know, so many great friendships have blossomed as a result. Of, uh, of you just being the greatest person ever. I mean, Bobby Dreher, you and I go way back. I've been yeah. listening to you since the beginning, you know, um, and just meeting everybody, becoming acquainted with everybody, but again, it wouldn't have all, it would not have happened if it were not for uh, Mr. Porter. Over there. So I got to thank you so much.
0: I was smiling ear to ear, you know, he went, you know, <laughs> make me smile. That's you know, it really it is. It's funny. These last couple years certainly have some challenges, but certainly there's things that have been good. You know, we managed to pull things together and do things and have fun. And, you know, it is is nice to hear it when people you know kind of recognize hey look like i said I, and I think i said it earlier i don't know maybe i'm just having kind of a moment but anytime somebody says to you hey look you really helped me at some point in my life it means something and you know i don't know i just i don't know it's, i'm getting older i just had a birthday i'm a capricorn <laughs> my wife's not a cancer come on and love me but the uh and i think you know she's what? a pisces I- but
6: I gotta give one more shout out, and I'll and I'll let you guys be because I don't want to take up too much of your uh, velvet tones on the airwaves. <laughs> um, but I gotta I gotta give a shout out to my dad. My dad is actually tuned in right now, hey, hey. and uh, my dad, yeah, my dad has been very very supportive of you know me wanting to do this. Um, And he just, he he knows how to butter me up, too. He says that I'm a seasoned veteran, but thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, But, yeah, shout out to my dad, and uh, thanks for all your support and uh, believing that I could do this as well.
0: You know what's funny is one of the themes, I always find themes, but it really is KISS kind of brings everybody together. When you think about it, the fact that we talked to some very talented KISS fans today, they brought us together via KISS. I met you because Chris Giordano used to be, you know, the Star Child's
2: <laughs> yeah. Star Child wow. Woman! Yeah. You know, like it was you, know, was, you know, was, you know, he was
0: you know, he was the one that kind of pulled it in. I'll tell you a funny story. I was watching my friend's podcast, Paul Adler, if you're listening. You know, we met back in college because Paul walked in looking like the coolest dude with long hair. And and guess what? A kiss animalized satin jacket. You know, and you sit there. <laughs> and, and like, even it's funny because I'm looking up, you know, Felix is listening. And, and Felix and Bob are great friends. And they're great friends of mine. And just this past week was the anniversary of the time we went to the uh, the guitar show up in New York City in the Roseland Ballroom. And it's the famous, and Bob, if you're listening, it's the famous, my flash wouldn't go off of my camera. So his pictures turned out crappy. <laughs> you know, and I've spent a long you know time really saying, cool? sorry, Bob. <laughs>
6: You know what's really cool too is my dad was actually the one that introduced me to KISS. He got, you know, familiarized me with KISS and their music and their, you know, their stage setup and whatnot. And he took me to my first KISS concert back in 2000. I remember the date. Okay. It was June 23rd in the year 2000 on the farewell tour. And that was it. You go from Backstreet Boys to KISS, there's nothing mm. in between. And that just did it for me. And I've seen KISS since then. I've seen KISS three times. And my dad has, you know, been you know, and it's not just kiss music. It's it's everything else growing up, like all the hair metal bands, all the classic rock bands from the seventies. That was all my dad, and uh, you know, that I've been baptized by what he brought me up on. So.
0: Well, shout out to your mom and dad. Both of them are big supporters of Mako Radio. I think your mom might be my only uh, follower on Mako Radio Twitter. So it's like shout out to I, her. I, I, oh, I apologize
4: her. if I offend your parents anytime.
0: <laughs> if they watch you the metal what? summit, <laughs> so Bobby offends everybody.
6: You know what? My, my parents. My parents are one of us. They they party hard just like us, and uh, you know they appreciate a good laugh. So.
4: You know, thank God there's other days of the week that when we do two shows like that, my liver can't take
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Thanks for calling in, Candy. We're going to start the year off strong. We're going to go to another song, and then we're going to kind of wrap it up. Yeah. And you're in the Kiss Room, on Monaco Radio. Monaco Radio.
6: Love you, Candy. Hey, I'm not. I'm going to do that thing, Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs>
0: Right you're in the Kiss Room. And look, we're wrapping the the show up here. Look, I really want to thank everybody that tuned in. I want to thank Brent Zias who called in. I want to thank Candy from Candy's Kiss Corner and a handful of Candy for calling in. And of course, Joe McGinnis. And Tom Higgins from Classic Seventy Eight bringing us the most fun stuff. Uh, Look, uh, this is what I'm just glad. Look, there's only so many laps around the track. I'm glad you spent some of them driving with me, Um, Bobby. That was fun. I'll tell you, that really flew by. You know that again. It kind of goes back to the theme was you know talented Kiss fans. It's kind of what brings us all together. You know we we played a couple songs there. Paul Stanley's birthday is coming up. Shout out to the Star Child himself. Hopefully, he's doing well. I know he had some shoulder surgery, and he's had COVID. But look, Paul Stanley, we love you. Hopefully, you're doing well into the new year. And obviously, look, everybody that tuned in, I really do appreciate it. Now, one thing I want to kind of say as we wrap things up, um, the Kiss Room Demos Project, okay? We were trying to do number seven. Now, you heard the guys from Classic 78. They took that idea, not my idea. It was their idea. Like, But, you know, they were doing it You know, while I was trying to do it. But, the, uh, you know, they went to that next level. They set the bar very high, but that's kind of, I, when I started that, I want people to kind of do that. Think about if you were going to write a song for kiss. Now you obviously don't have to try. Maybe you can't sing, but maybe you can just, you know, get with your friends, whatever, go to the kiss and then you click on the demos page. Now, look, here's the thing. There's six volumes of songs on the demos page. So one, right off the bat, everybody who just wants a little bit of new music, there's stuff you never heard. You know, there's stuff, unless you listen to The Kiss Room every month, which I hope you do. But the, obviously, it's like, I even said, look, there's two classic songs on there. When before they were classic 78, they're demos. It's fun, but you're going to get a ton of stuff. You know, the guys from Pot of Thunder sent me some stuff. Billy Elam sent me some stuff. I mean, I could go through the whole list. David, you know, David uh, Scott King King did it's not the smoke it's the you know the fire now that's on the box set but this was years ago he did a very full fully kind of realized version of that song which had only floated around as demos but look the bottom line is kiss fans find each other and kiss fans are talented and kiss fans are doing fun things and you could too go there and just and hey look if you have any questions just send me a message you can send it to me on facebook you can send it to the kiss room email can send it to my own email. I don't care. You know, just you know how to get a hold of me. Everybody out there, you say, look, Matt. I just I have a question. This, that, and the other. Just got to be radio friendly. That's all. You know. And look, it could be right here on Marco Radio. You could be among the great voices like Tanya from Smooth Jazz and Silky Soul, or Angie with <laughs> all that jazz, or Bobby with Harem, John, you know, DJ John Weinberger, right there with all the uh, stuff from Time Bomb Radio. which you, I love Mako Radio. I love that we can connect with you on Mako Radio. I love the fact that we can have all the most fun. Look, people, it's all about having fun. One of the themes is it's a celebration. It's fun. You know, that's what, if you're driving home, maybe driving home's a drag, but you put on something nice to listen to, it makes it a whole lot better. Bobby, any last minute thoughts before we kind of roll out of here?
4: Just getting ready to look for a couple things, you know, uh, looking forward to Ace, Coming up in we, May?
0: We got May. In fact, May. Everybody knows the history of May with the Kiss Room. And obviously, we're going to go ah. see Ace that night. So,
4: Which is going to be blast. I mean, you think great. about it. Oh, my God. It, it, isn't that Friday the 13th?
0: Look, everybody out there, plan to come to the Keswick. Because May. I'll give out Kiss Room buttons. It's a little bit in the future. Remember, you used to buy tickets, and the concert was like a couple weeks away. Now oh. you're waiting for months.
4: <laughs> Look. Eagles are coming, uh, uh, the band, the Eagles, and you know, Don Henley didn't get, no, wrong Eagles, that's, that's Sunday, uh, but, uh, you know, they're doing this VIP pack, two grand for a ticket, I'm like,
0: Ouch. 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 You know, I have a mansion. I forget the price. they I've never been there, but they tell me it's nice. $2,000 for a meet and greet. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Hey, look, anything, you know, look, for and one thing we've been shouting out, look, you should tune in to Monaco Radio. Definitely tune in Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock. you got the Metal Summit. Now, my Wednesday nights are nice. I listen to the Electric Crush from 7 to 9, and then I watch you guys from 9 to usually whenever you tap out. <laughs>
4: Usually, I, or I blackout. <laughs> right. One or the other. <laughs> Wake me up before you go go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, look on that happy note. Great year. You know, we're off to a good start here in the Kiss Room. Always nice to see you. We get to hang out like we're a couple kids in a room playing records. And we get to connect with all of you. So, look, if you're out there, I really appreciate it. Send me some feedback. Obviously, if you're listening, I'd love it if you share the link. i love to, you know, get more people's ears live. But if you listen to the download, hey, look, it's all about space and time. It's whenever you're tuned in. You can put on Brent's new album. And it could be any time you want. Any dimension that you want, you could just listen to that and then pretend you're in the Kiss Room. So, on that happy note, happy birthday, Paul Stanley. We're going to roll out of here. And I'm going to just kind of give the last word to Paul Stanley here in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet.
2: i tell you something, you know a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want
0: you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans, we love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio.
6: Any last-minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations?
5: No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for.
6: Don't
3: think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody lets let you, give you the chance to make a living out of it.
2: You just stick to it. Don't be weird. Ah, it's such a nice day. I'm happy to be outside. Ah, oh, what is that smell? It's my neighbor's stinky cigar. Why are you smoking that stinky cigar?
0: I like my stinky cigar. Yeah.
2: You know smoking is bad, and I don't want to smell it.
0: Yeah,
4: I guess you're right. Smoking is a highly addictive habit that can easily become a lifelong addiction
1: and can cause long-term health problems for you and those around you.
2: And it stinks. Stop smoking.